0: When I first discovered the mysterious murder of Cao, I had assumed it was a straightforward case, but its many twists and turns left me dumbfounded and shocked. I now understand why it gripped the nation of Vietnam. As I pen down my notes on the case, I seek solace that all perpetrators were caught, of which majority are pending a death sentence. From 1UP Media, this is Bedtime True Crime. Today's story takes place in Bien Province, Vietnam, during one of the most exciting festivals, Tet, Vietnam's Lunar New Year in 2019. Tet is a vibrant and joyous festival spanning the entire country. In the southern region, explosions of gold from the yellow Mai flowers can be found all around, while in the north, the palest pink snowflakes would fall down as cherry blossoms bloom across Hanoi. In the streets, there could be a kaleidoscope of silk al dais, the traditional Vietnamese dress that comes in the most vibrant hues from red to white. The bright colors would blend well with the bustling in the streets, from the loud thunderous line dances to the light tea fragrance of ban chung and ban tet. From north to south, Tet in Vietnam is a spell-binding fusion of colors, lights, and objects, marking a time for family, reflection, and anticipation of the prosperous year ahead. But on the 30th day of Tet, the last day of the old year, Vietnam would be too captivated by the beauty that surrounds them and miss out the horror that lurks where they least expect. Three days later, in the morning of February 7th, 2019, a beautiful Vietnamese student by the name of Cao would be found dead in one of the worst ways imaginable. The story of what happened and why would have many twists and turns that eventually points to the person we least expect. Cao was born 1997, aged 22, in Bien Province. Dien Bien is located in the northwestern region of Vietnam, and is a place of great cultural significance amongst the history buffs. It was in Dien Bien in 1954, specifically in Dien Bien Phu, where the Viet Minh had successfully ended the close to 100-year French occupation. They will display the same gusto after negotiations fail that sparked the Vietnam War decades later. But outside of history, Dianbian Bien wasn't well industrialized. Much of the area depended on small mom-and-pop stores, such as the chicken shop that Cao's mother owns. Based on social media pictures, it seemed that both mother and daughter were close, especially since Kao would help out regularly with deliveries. From her social media, Kao was a university student in Tanyuan Province who seemed to exhibit a dynamic personality, with some pictures exuberating cheekiness, while others a sweet confident smile beside her mother. With what most people knew, it seemed impossible why anyone would have wanted Kao dead. It's February 4th, 2019, three days before the reported death of Kao, and all seems normal in Muang Tan Market. Both mother and daughter were selling chickens when a man between age 36 and 38 made an order to purchase 10 chickens. A strange order, but not completely uncommon. Then he requested Cal's phone number, just in case, to contact her for the delivery scheduled at 6 p.m. Nearing the evening, the man made one more request, to shift the meeting place. Come evening time, less the bulk order of chickens, the day would seem relatively uneventful and Cao would ride off into the dark of Vietnam's northern Dien Bien Phu city as planned. According to statements to the police, that would have been the last time that her mother would have ever seen Cao again. Initially, it took a while before police deployed search teams But after the first 24 went by, it seemed clear that this was not your average rebellious runaway situation, and teams were deployed rapidly. By the 7th of February, 10 a.m., a small search team around Tanhua commune reported in. Kao was found in an abandoned pig barn, dead. When investigators were brought in, they were shocked at the state of Kao. Her body had decomposed, wearing only a brow autumn winter shirt and underwear without pants. Her helmet was covering her head, but upside down, while her neck had shown signs of contusions and bruising. It was likely that her cause of death was strangulation, hinting to murder. The moment news leaked of the murder of Kao, Vietnam was on edge. Most of all was the family, where Cal's mother was in tears as she gave a statement to the news. Cal's mother explained that her daughter's death hit harder because she was only home to help the family out as it was Tet. If she had stayed in her university town, she would have been safer. Cal was also going to graduate in six months' time. And during a discussion between mother and daughter, Kao had shared that she desired to take care of her mother. That regardless of marriage or employment, she would find a way to stay close to home, to take care for her by her mother's side. Kao's grieving mother led to a media frenzy and given the little knowledge revealed to the public, many began speculating, even accusing Kao's mother of flaunting her wealth, attracting robbery and eventually her own daughter's demise. Though heartless, it was not a completely impossible scenario. Because petty crime is common in Vietnam, a petty crime gone wrong does seem like a possible scenario. But police had to be certain, and over the next few days, the police and the army assessed an estimated of 1,000 people before honing in on the chicken man, Mr. Vuong Van Hung was born in 1984 and made very likely suspect. Since young, he had trouble with the law, eventually accumulating four legal violations and three convictions over his lifetime. When initially asked, Hung denied allegations and the authorities had to provide more evidence. It was unclear what they provided publicly it was known that they found his DNA samples on Cao and some questionable articles belonging to Cao in his possession. But as soon as it seemed that there was enough evidence, Hung quickly confessed to murder and his motivations were money and the victim's beauty. It made sense as traces of semen were found on Kao and her belongings were stolen. Even a Vietnamese criminology expert, Tao Trung Hieu, agreed that his intentions seem plausible. According to Tao, it seemed like a common line of thinking. Often, sexual triggers could lead to rape, then a waterfall of psychological justifications that lead to murder. The period of Tet and Hung's recent prison release Seemed to justify why he would need money. And it's likely that after murdering Cao, the thief would seem to have little consequences to Hung. The case seemed close, until days later, where subsequent interrogations gave more case details. There were more perpetrators the night that Cao was kidnapped, and what followed after was a depraved game. According to Hung, on the night where they found Cao, They knocked her out but hadn't killed her yet. Instead, they brought her to the bedroom of a friend and tied her down on the bed. Turn by turn, the men creeped over her and proceeded to rape Cow. then left her overnight. The following day, they repeated the same thing before carrying the weakened Cow out of the bedroom and into the living room. There, They tried feeding her with food, but Kao could barely eat. According to Hung, they knew that her time was up, so they decided to physically abuse her. One had squeezed her neck, while another had cut her neck, further weakening Kao. Then they brought Kao's weakened body to the pig barn alive, before choking her out with a nunchaku. What Hung admitted that day seemed barbaric, and authorities were forced to clarify with evidence. Unfortunately, that also involved exhuming the buried remains of Cao to conduct further analysis based on Hung's statements. Over time, he was proven right, and on February 17, the investigating agency arrested three more people related to the case, namely Pham Van Niem, Luong Van Hung, and Luang Van La. But the case was only going to get wilder, as one by one, the team ratted on each other, bringing the total list of perpetrators to nine. The group had known each other either through blood, prison, or drug use, as the majority were drug addicts. Amongst the nine included a lady named Bui Tai Kim Tu, wife of the perpetrator who tortured Kao in their home. As authorities would learn, Bui had found the team abusing Kao in the bedroom, of which Bui ignored. She only told the team to move Kao into the living room and left them to continue abusing Kao. But Bui's involvement wasn't only negligence, it was misdirection. She had pretended to stumble on Cao's body and misdirected police in the initial stage of the investigation, showing ill intent. As the group of perpetrators expanded, another man, a Mr. V. Van Tuan, would turn this entire case in a different direction. V. Van Tuan, like many in the group, have a colorful past, but unlike the rest, he and his wife were active drug dealers. Around May 2009, Tuan received a request from Mrs. Hien to purchase drugs. After a discussion, it was agreed that she would buy two cakes or roughly four packs of heroin for 300 million dong or 13,000 USD. But somehow on the day of transaction, Mrs. Hien had gotten away without paying. And shortly after, Tuan was arrested for drug trafficking and in prison. It was only in early 2019 that he was released and decided that it was time to collect what he was owed. You see, the innocent Mrs. Hien was actually Cao's mother, which meant that Cao's death was a revenge murder. Immediately after Tuan's confession, Authorities conducted a thorough investigation, bringing in Cal's mother for questioning. In May 2019, her mother was found guilty of drug trafficking. As it turns out, her claims of not knowing anyone within the team was false. She had been well acquainted with Juan before. The court case that ensued after would seem like a soap opera, with many false statements and counter-arguments against each other. The biggest were police allegations of abuse and forced coercion, specifically that Hung was forced to serve seven days and seven nights of abusive interrogations. According to Hung, he was naked and electrocuted with batons until he gave a confession. Truth or lies, it seemed that the majority of people didn't believe him. the wife who had seen Cao's torture also gave a counterstatement, asserting that as a woman, she would have acted to save Cao, and therefore, her accusations was most likely false. Eventually, even the father of the victim and husband of Mrs. Hien requested for more time and thorough analysis. According to him, he believes that many perpetrators still have not been caught while his wife seemed wrongingly locked up for drug trafficking. He asserted in court that his wife is innocent. In total, six of the nine were found guilty and sentenced to death, while Mrs. Hien, Cao's mother, was sentenced to 20 years in jail for drug trafficking. As of the time of writing, there seems to be some appeals pending but it's unlikely that the verdict would be overturned significantly. Cao can finally rest in peace. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to follow us. Rest well and see you in the next Bedtime True Crime.